0: Good morning, everyone. Today on Proverbs with Edwin, we're going to be taking a look at Proverbs chapter 14, verses 26 and 27. Now on this proverb, let me read it. It says, the fear of the Lord, in the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence and his children will have a refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death Now several things we see here is the key emphasis of the fear of the Lord and what is it like what is it like to be in the fear of the Lord or to have the fear of the Lord this is a reverential fear respect and honor for God's holiness for God's glory um, an honor to respect God's name and to adhere to his ways and to humble yourself before his ways. And so this fear of the Lord produces a strong confidence, not a self-confidence, but a strong confidence in God. Some people have called this godfidence. <laughs> Cheesy, but true. It's confidence in who God is and what he has done. And this passage is teaching us that The beginning of this confidence is the fear of the Lord. So without the fear of the Lord, there is no reason for you to be confident, right? We can be confident in our skills. We can be confident in all these things. And I'm not saying there isn't a place for that, but our ultimate confidence is rooted in God, in Christ, in us reverencing him and Obeying him and following him. That is where our confidence comes from because we know that the scriptures teach that if God be for us, who can be against us? And indeed God is for his children God is for his children. and So we have a strong confidence and this strong confidence as it goes on to say uh, has, And his children will have refuge. This word refuge is the idea of protection uh, In fact, let me go here. Refuge is a safety, a safety and free from danger as a figurative extension of a place of refuge or shelter. And so not only do the righteous have this confidence, but their children have a confidence. The children have a confidence in who God is. They have a sure foundation of who God is and the character of God and the nature of God because their parents have a fear of the Lord. Their parents are training them in the ways of the Lord and they're pointing them to Yahweh and His ways, and His law, and the children have a strong confidence in who God is. They have an assurance, they have a security blanket as it were. And so we as parents, with the responsibilities that we have to train up our children in the ways of the Lord, We are laying down a foundation for who God is in their lives, and we're teaching them to fear the Lord. And as they fear the Lord, they, too, can have this confidence that we have in God based on his promises, right, based on his promises. And so we see not only does God make promises to the fathers, but the fathers and the family uh, is also extended to the children, to their children's children. And so we see that God is faithful to the third and fourth generation. So this refuge, this protection is ultimately founded in the fear of the Lord and it produces a strong confidence. Well, verse 27 says the fear of the Lord is a foundation of life. So if you're going to have the right foundation, you must have the fear of the Lord without a proper fear and reverence of God and His law, then you will not have a reverential fear of God and your foundation will be shaky. Your foundation will not be firm. And so, if you want to have a firm grasp of your life and you want to have assurance in God, otherwise known as Godfidence, then you need to trust in Christ. He is your sure foundation. So, this passage goes on to say that the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. So this fear of the Lord keeps us pure and holy and it turns us away from the ways of death. You know, people who are ensnared in their lives ultimately goes back to what their foundation Is and Christ is the solid foundation, He is the rock upon which we should build our house. Now, before we close, I want to read you a comment here. This is Matthew Henry's commentary on Proverbs 14, verses 26 through 27. Listen to this, he says, Let me bring this up. Okay, we'll X this out make this bigger. Okay. He says, you can see that. There we go. You can see that. Okay. In these two verses, we are invited and encouraged to live in the fear of God by the advantages which attend a religious life. The fear of the Lord is here put for all gracious principles, producing gracious practices. One, where this reigns, it produces a holy security and serenity of mind. So notice, a holy security and a serenity of mind, a peace of mind. There is in it a strong confidence. It enables a man still to hold fast both to his purity and his peace. Whatever happens and gives him boldness before God and the world. I know that I shall be justified. None of these things move me. Such is the language of this confidence." That's the confidence that we have in Christ, brothers and sisters, that sure confidence, that sure foundation that God is for us, that God is our strength, that God will keep us, that we have peace in the midst of the storm. Secondly, he goes on to say, "...it entails a blessing upon posterity." So this is our children, The children of those that by faith make God their confidence shall be encouraged by the promise that God will be a God to believers and to their seed to flee to him as their refuge, and they shall find shelter in him. The children of religious parents and example and fare the better for their faith and prayers. Our fathers trusted in thee, therefore we will. So this confidence, this fear of the Lord, uh, gives us a strong confidence, and it exuberates our families. Right? It it uh, comes out of us, and it it almost um, you know like you throw a rock in the water, and it splashes on those around you. This is the idea that the 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 parents in their training and their teaching of the law the law of the Lord will have an impact on our children. It will affect the way they live their lives and the way they think about God and everything in relation to God. And it will give them a sure foundation, a confidence in God. Fourthly, he goes on to say, uh, he says, it is a sovereign antidote against sin and temptation. Those that have a true relish of the pleasures of serious godliness will not be altered by the baits of sin to swallow its hook. They know where to obtain better things than any it can pretend to offer. And therefore, it is easy to them to depart from the snares from the snares of death and to keep their foot from being taken in them. So in other words, uh, for those who have trusted in Christ, their confidence is in him. And when the snares of sin and temptation try to hook them in, they run to God. They run to Christ. Now, that doesn't mean we won't be, uh, that we will be sinless in this life, but that does mean that we will grow in holiness and in purity. And our desires, our affections will be that of pursuing the Lord and living for Him and loving Him and obeying His commands. So, that's all I have for today. Hey, just so you know, below I have a link to a sermon series by Albert Martin on the fear of God. It's a nine part series, about an hour each. So it'll take you nine hours. If you listen to one a day, you'll be done in a week and a half. And or if you listen to several a day, you'll be done within the week. And I just really want to encourage you um, to listen to that resource I plan on listening to it again, just to be reminded of what the scriptures teach pertaining to the fear of God and how that should affect every area of our lives. Well, I hope this was helpful. This has been The Proverbial Life, a podcast that encourages Christians to look to Christ, live wisely, and leave a legacy behind for his namesake. Grace and peace, y'all.